Heading into another important weekend of recruiting announcements, can Miami build on the Marquise Lightfoot momentum? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. I'm Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, So we have within the next uh, 24-ish hours announcements coming up from offensive lineman Derek Plaz. In fact, his announcement is coming up in a matter of hours from right now. So by the time some of you watch this or listen to this, we may already know where Plaz is going. Uh, 2025 four-star tight end Devon Mitchell is going to be announcing tomorrow on Saturday. Miami is very much in the mix for both of these players. Let's break everything down here with a very good friend of the program, Brian Smith, recruiting expert here on the Locked On Network, also a colleague of mine at All Hurricanes. Now, Brian, before we get into some of the specific players that are committing, I want to talk big picture in recruiting because, you know, you and I, we speak a lot off the air. And the early part of 4th of July weekend when Miami, you know, missed out on Schmo and they missed out on Ricky Knight and on Ja'Cory Barney, who I really thought was coming to Miami, and Elias Rudolph. It was, you know, a a lot of players Miami was in the mix for chose to go elsewhere. The morale of the fan base was at an all-time low. And then Lightfoot on Monday, and it's like that gif of The Undertaker in the WWE when he's like dead on his back. And then all of a sudden he sits back up. That was the Miami fan base on Monday. You think Miami can maybe build on some of that momentum this coming week? Well, I hope so. Um, this past weekend, uh, the texts that we shared were not the funnest. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I just write about it and I follow it really close, but it's more entertaining to write about positive than negative. Okay. Yeah. Call me biased. <laughs> so, it was wild though, because I, I have never seen in a, say, two-week stretch, not just Miami, but nationally, like, all the predictions just going every which way but the one you expected. Uh, for any of those people out there that don't know, there have been numerous surprises and kids just announced, like, you know, everybody's got planned commitments. There have been some that aren't so planned that kind of popped up around the nation, too. So this has been wild. I don't know the reason for it. And I'm hoping that Miami kind of gets back on foot. So we got some stability here. Yeah, I hadn't even mentioned Justin Scott in the the list of oh. names I ran down because that, like Brian, we like you know, I, and I remember Scott a couple months ago did say that he he told everyone I'm not the type of guy who's going to like make a big deal about my announcement. It's just going to happen, and it may surprise yeah. you because we we weren't expecting him necessarily to announce last weekend, and then there it pops up for Ohio State, and Miami fans are like, no. And then you come to find out Miami didn't even come in second. Michigan came in second. People thought he was going to Michigan. It was nuts. Yeah, I was told that uh, by multiple people that like he had told other kids in the recruiting world that he was going to Michigan. And then he posts the Ohio State thing. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of theories and suspicions on what's going on there because those two programs and coaches don't like each other. Mm. I'm just going to let that ride. It's it, they, Their hate is even more than like Florida State, Miami. Like the hate there is insane. I grew up in Indiana. The hate between those two schools cannot be put into finite terms. So it's ugly. 
So Miami has opportunities coming up uh, just in, in the next day and a half alone with Derek Plaz set to announce. Um, and again, we're, we're with you late morning here on Friday. He's going to be announcing around noon. So by the time some of you listen to this and watch this, we may already know if he's going to be a Miami Hurricane or if he's going to be on the North Carolina State Wolfpack because those are his finals. Now, Brian, uh, North Carolina has been the crystal ball leader for him. Miami seems to be surging as of late. Um, let's talk about Derek Plaz, the player, right? This is a, a – I think he's got a lot of potential, and Alex Mirabal and Cristobal really like him. Six foot five, 289-pound offensive tackle. He's, he's a three-star uh, but I, I think an ascending type of three-star. What can you tell me about Derek Plaz out of uh, Andrew Jackson High in Jacksonville, Florida? Two things. Number one, I could care less about that ranking based on seeing his film. Uh, and he's also from Jacksonville. Hmm. That's the one metropolitan area in this state that is not even remotely covered the way it needs to be to get proper ranking. So it's just too far away. Just hmm. is. So he's a kid that can play tackle. He can play guard. He moves well in space. He's kind of a late bloomer in terms of adding weight. He was like 250, 260 about a year ago. He's the kind of guy that most schools used to recruit. They weren't already 320 and 330 in Giants, like some of these kids anymore. It's, it's unbelievable how big they're like Maui Goa and Okunwo and some of these guys. Not everybody's still like that, though. That's one of the things that's really interesting about him because you don't know how big he's going to get. Like Maui Goa is 325 now. He's pretty much who he's going to be. And that's fine. He's, he does things just, just fine. But this is a young man that could get much bigger and much stronger still, and he's already good. So it's a little harder to project him. But watching him in space, like in the screen game, et cetera, he's a kid that I think could be a really good player at the Power 5 level and be a multi-year starter. So the three-star thing, I don't put a lot of stock in. You know, when we come back, I want to talk about Devon Mitchell, who's a four-star tight end out of Los Alamitos, California. He's class of 2025. There's been a little bit of buzz about him possibly reclassifying to 2024. I want to get Brian's take on whether he's you know physically mature enough to make that jump. So you guys want to keep it locked right here. We're only getting started. Our recruiting expert, Brian Smith, is with us here on Locked on Canes. Guys, I've been having so much fun this summer on FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. I love that. That's $200. You can spend betting anything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the first home run. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take that everydayer experience to the next level, be sure to join our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. If you want to stay up to date on breaking news, recruiting scoops, one-on-ones with me, I'm there for Q&As anytime you guys want. And sometimes if you write us subtext questions, we'll answer them directly on the show or in an all-Hurricanes mailbag. So I include a link to join in the show description below. You can try it completely free for 14 days. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So check that out. But we are here with Brian Smith. Now, Brian, 
Um, Miami seems to have been surging for Devon Mitchell, four-star class of twenty uh, class of twenty twenty-five tight end, tongue twister for some reason, six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds. Now uh, the and again these trends have just been crazy in this cycle. So who knows what to do with this stuff? But you know he's the crystal ball leader for him. It's been Oklahoma. He's been trending to the Sooners, but. Miami's made a surge with him, and he was on campus a couple weeks ago, Legends Camp weekend, and De- Devon Mitchell came out of that saying Miami was his number one. So if you, you know, I don't know if you take his words at face value or not, but if you do take his words at face value, maybe the Hurricanes are surging now for Mitchell. He's going to be announcing tomorrow on Saturday. What can you tell me about this player out of SoCal? Well, he plays at Los Alamitos, and that's a program that's tradition-rich. It's had great program building players for teams like USC and UCLA and Washington, Oregon for a long time. And they're a program that is not falling off. They got a bunch of dudes. He is a guy that can come in and play early as an H back. Can even use a little bit of fullback and in the way he catches the ball moves around. He's just a big wide receiver. So he's not the six, 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 seven tight end you might want, but he does all the other little things and he's already two fifty. He's big enough. So as an athlete, you'll like him in space. He's got good hands. If he reclassifies, it'd be interesting. I I hadn't heard much about that until you'd mentioned it to me. Um, I'm so deep into the 24 class right now that because of what we've got going on over the next couple weeks. But he's a guy that's ranked in the top 100 by some people in the next class, maybe the best tight ends in the country. I mean, he's in that conversation. Like there's about it's a really good tight end class next year. Hmm. But he's one of the 10 or so best. Take your pick from there. Look, Miami would do well to get him, and he, like you said, I heard the same thing. He had a really good trip in Coral Gables, worked out, got to know the coaches, and he came down all the way from California. So you're not going to make that trip unless you're really intrigued. You know what I mean? So he's a kid from the greater L.A. area, so he's used to city life. I don't think it's going to be a big jump for him to take on Miami. So, look, I'm not making any more predictions after the stuff has happened lately. I'm just <laughs> – look – I'm done. I'm just going to sit back and wait like everybody else. I don't care if the kid tells me. I'm waiting. But, uh, yeah, the rumor has it. Miami's the top of the board. We'll see. Now, you know, Miami has uh, seemingly not been the top of the board for another tight end. This one definitely a class of 2024, and that's Caleb Odom. Odom is going to be announcing on the 15th, so he's going to be announcing a week from Saturday. Um, the conversation changed with him a lot over the last uh, couple of months, Brian, because it was looking like an Ole Miss Miami battle for a while. Alabama got in late and they surged. The Crimson Tide have been far and away the crystal ball leaders. Auburn and Miami seemed to be in the mix. And Odom was one, you know, for what it's worth, he had a, a Miami official visit last weekend of June. And I was told by numerous people that they believed his visit went really well. Did it go well enough to overtake Bama? I don't know. Uh, but Odom's going to be announcing in about a week. Now, he seems to be, um, you know, a pure pass-catching tight end, Brian. I don't know how far away he might be as a blocker because when I watch his high school film, he's primarily lined up at wide receiver. But this guy is a weapon and a mismatch. I think what you just talked about there might be the reason he's trending to Bama. Like Ole Miss, I believe, out of the schools that were recruiting him, was the first one to say you're definitely a receiver for us. Look, I'm not going to get into the whole definition of the difference between a big tight end or a flex tight end and a big receiver, but some kids get really hung up on that. Alabama is allegedly going to do that. I I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to be in the blocking department. 
I don't know, but his his high school film is ridiculous, and I've seen him play live. He's not a burner, but he's 215, 220. He's 6'5", I mean, he's a big kid. He can run pretty well, and not many DBs can handle him, so yeah. I get it. But, yeah, right now it sounds like he's going to Alabama. I think Miami's, like, right there behind him, and he would be a kid, depending on how this year goes, it wouldn't surprise me that if something changed, if he does pick Alabama. Yeah, no doubt about that. So I, I want to talk about a – a player from Gainesville that, you know, Miami may be trying to pluck right out of the Gators' backyard when we come back. So you want to keep it locked right here. Alex Dono and Brian Smith, a recruiting expert on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, we are going to have a Saturday episode. We're going to have a Saturday episode with Chalupa Batman and Hoodie Girl. Uh, I want to do a deep dive on Miami's offense because we took a deep dive yesterday with Larry Bluestein on Miami's D. We're going to flip it and talk about the O tomorrow. We'll get uh, Chalupa and Hoodie's take as well as my own take on Tyler Van Dyke, the O-line, the running back weapons, wide receiver core, the tight ends, everything. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Canes. You know, another player who's going to be announcing, Brian, within uh, about the next week and a half on July 20th, uh, Gainesville, Florida native out of uh, Buckholtz High, four-star defensive lineman, uh, Kendall Jackson, who obviously given his location, you know, the experts believe Florida are the prohibitive uh, favorites there. Uh, do, do you agree with that? I know Miami is is looking for some good news on Jackson. Where do you think things stand with him? I've heard both sides of that argument, and I haven't talked to him directly recently. Um, and, and my skepticism and my own decision-making on making these picks of late makes me uh, leery to, to do one. Um, the guy that I know with Florida contacts, Florida feels confident about it. Yeah. And that gives me pause because I know the person I'm talking about has like direct ties to what's going on in Florida. They think they're getting him. So I'm just going to go with that because that way it leaves me out of the equation. That's what they said. I'm just passing along the info. <laughs> but Miami does really want him. They think his upside is tremendous. And I do too. So this is another one of those recruitments where it may or may not be over once a young man makes a decision, which in the state of Florida is pretty much par for the course, Alex. I think yeah. you and I have said that about a thousand times. I doubt I really change that tune very much in the future either. Well, let me ask you about something that we talk about a lot here on Locked on Canes, and that's how a strong 2023 season could change Miami's fortunes in recruiting because, you know, they they got away with five and seven last year and still landed in an excellent 2023 class because so much of that work had been put in before the season even started. And also, I find you can get away with having one really bad season because some players may say that's an aberration. If you have two really bad seasons in a row, that's kind of harder to talk your way out of that box. So Not good. <laughs> yeah, well, when it comes to hitting the ground running and let's say improving by two, three, four wins this year, how important is that going to be in some of the battles Miami's going to have? Because a lot of the top players on their board probably won't even announce until December. So how, how big could a good season be for recruiting? It's huge. I mean, the, I mean, we say it all the time. The kids in Florida just don't make early decisions, whether they're committed or not. Uh, Florida commitments, to, you know, to any kid, I, I always put an asterisk by it. They, they just, it's just a different breed of personality down here. And a lot of the players they're going after are kids that are five stars outside of Florida, too, like Aiden Breland. You know, that kid can pick any school he wants. They, you know, Stewart out of D.C., et cetera. If they go six and six this year, do you really think Dylan Stewart's going to pick Miami? I don't. You know, you need to you need to wow kids. 
when USC made their run in the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, they got on a run at the end of the 2002 season and had a historic class. Oh, by the way, Reggie Bush was in that. That kind of helped. He was solid. But he's pretty good. <laughs> but he didn't expect to go to USC until he saw them play really well at the end of the year, and it wowed him. Miami, I'm not saying they're going to have, you know, Carson Palmer won the Heisman that year. I'm not saying it's going to be that. But at the same time, they need something to make it cool to go to Miami. They got to beat Florida State. They got to be, they, there has to be a wow moment to go along with, say, eight and four, nine and three. They, if they go seven and five, six and six this year, it's not going to move the needle. There's no way around it, especially with Florida kids who are naturally fickle. Those in particular worry me. Like they want to flip Wayne McCoy. That's not any secret. The Miami Central receivers committed to the Knowles. Miami wants him. Jeremiah Smith committed to Ohio State. Miami wants him. And Josiah, everybody wants him, and he's just going to make a late decision. They're looking to see what Miami does. It's valuable data, and I understand their perspective. So, yeah, Miami needs – I think bottom end, they need to win eight games. That's mm. not an easy task, but yeah. that's what they need to do. I'm with you. Uh, great stuff here as always. Brian Smith, you want to follow this man on Twitter – at FBScout underscore Florida. Are you on threads yet, Brian? Because I, I am also on no, threads no. now. <laughs> I, I uh, technically opened uh, the account, but I haven't even looked at it. I don't even know how that thing works yet. I'm not it, it, it looks like Twitter from like 15 years ago. Like I, I don't know. I don't know how much more features they're going to add to threads, but it kind of reminds me of like the old days of Twitter. It seems like a very basic version of Twitter. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> There you go, man. I love it. Great stuff as always. Guys, make sure if you're watching the YouTube version of this, if you're watching the video, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google. We're available on pretty much every podcast app ever invented. Uh, and make sure you guys subscribe and leave a five-star review. We'll talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.